It's time for Golf DMV, highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and anywhere else they travel. If you love golf and like to laugh, Golf DMV is your place. This ain't your stuffy, snobby, boring golf show. It's Golf DMV. Welcome back to another edition of Golf DMV, sponsored in part by Cash Chase Fine Sports. You got to get your back right. Check out Dr. Smith uh, right off. No, new offices. I was going to say right off New Hampshire Avenue, but she's not at those offices anymore. She is at the office. She moved in the same within the same building to a bigger space. Correction. Right conveniently off of the Capitol Beltway, <laughs> New Hampshire Avenue, new space, same building. And yes. that's how it happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. We do that. We move to new spaces in the mm-hmm. same buildings. One way or the other, the official chiropractor mm-hmm. uh, of Golf DMV. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got, let's see, uh, LB spent some time with, with the uh, APGA down in Valhalla. So we'll ask some questions about covering that event. Uh, we, we got a chance to get out and play the Woodlands. We'll talk about that. Um, Jordan Spieth. Got walked down by Jason Kokrak, whose last name sounds like it could be in a rap song, Kokrak. You know what I mean? Like you can you can <laughs> do some good. wordplay with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to see what, you know, Jay-Z or J. Cole or somebody can do with Kokrak. I mean, they could they could do some stuff with that, I think. Young anyway. Kokrak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then uh, let's see, what else? Um, oh, yeah, U.S. Women's uh, Open is coming up this week. They're going to be at uh, the Olympic Olympia Club, right? Or something like that, I think is the name of it. I think so, uh, yeah. I've never seen this place, but uh, I mean, I've never been there, but all the video and pictures that I've seen uh, uh, of the Olympic Club, I mean, super, super nice and super hard. So I can't wait to see uh, the ladies um, uh, play. Did any guys watch the, um, the, the match play stuff with the ladies um, over the Zero. I, did. I watched a little bit of it. You did. How, you yeah. Think? I mean, well, I thought it was I thought it was cool. You know what I mean? I'm, but again, I'm not a big match play person. I'm not a big yeah. team thing. You know what I mean? So right, stuff right. like that, I don't really kind of tune in for. Um, but I, I do find it. I did find it interesting that some of the ladies who made it all the way to the end. I don't remember the lady's name who won. But I think she beat Sophia Popoff. Um, but they they have so they have a pretty short turnaround time. Some of the ones who made mm-hmm. it all the way through the weekend right. because they had to play the semifinal and the final in the same day. Mm-hmm. And oh, and so oh. that's a really quick turnaround to have to go to the Olympic Club and get ready and, and stuff like that. So, but we'll see. I mean, they're pros, and, and you know they get they get paid reasonable money, I guess, <laughs> to, to do this if, if you make it that far um, and you're winning. But first, um, let's talk to LB APGA uh, in Valhalla. You you were there. You and Rodney, mm-hmm. um, our golf DMV uh, Louisville correspondent. Responded, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so so he, here's the main here's the main question I have before we even ask about your observations. We talk a lot about these guys and they're trying to move from APGA up through like Corn Ferry to get to the PGA Tour, right? And um, there had been some guys who got special sponsor exemptions to PGA tournaments, not making cuts. What I want to know is you've been to, you know, you've been to see the, the guys on the PGA Tour. You've seen them live several times. This is your first time seeing the APGA Tour guys. Just from your perspective, you know what I mean, as your everyday golfer, passionate about the game, you watch the pros, what was the main difference between some of these guys on the APGA Tour trying to get to be on on the PGA Tour and just your run-of-the-mill PGA Tour player that you've seen? You know, and and, and again, like, so you watch a little different than I do. Like, I like to follow Mm -hmm. certain players. You'll post up at certain spots and watch groups come through. So you've seen guys who are, you know, some of the well-known names, but you've seen some guys who... So no names. Uh, yeah. Ger- German. Right. 
journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the donors. even with those guys, <laughs> what are the differences between some of these APGA guys who are aspiring and what you've seen on the PGA tour? Uh, it, to be short, I think it's accuracy. Um, I, I would say, well, take that back. I would say accuracy and recovery. Um, I saw, just for example, we, we, we followed, uh, this one group for about three holes consecutively. We watched every shot they made. Um, for example, the first hole is a dog leg left. Three guys played, three of them were in the, none of them hit the fairway. They were all in the rough. Okay. okay? But they were at the turn of the, of the dog leg. So they all had a good straight shot into the green. Okay. Out of the three guys, one guy was on the green. Hmm. The other guy, one guy went in the bunker uh, to the left. The other guy went left into the, they had a, like a, a runoff area, um, you know, down a little slope. But it was still uh, first cut, first cut right off the green. Right. Um, the guy who was on the green, two putted for a par. Okay. The guy in the sand trap got out. He uh, he finished it. He made his putt. And he, he got in. The guy who was in the in the grass in the first cut, he duffed his shot like we do. <laughs> huh. I mean, he did. That's what he did. I mean, he had to get up a little mound to get over and to let it run down to the green. He needed to hit it. I don't. Let's say he had to hit it eight feet. He hit it six, oh, and no. it stayed up there on that little hill. So he had yeah. that's a shot right there, and then another shot. So I think I think he actually got a bogey on that hole, on the, a double bogey on the first hole because right. I think he three putted after that. Right. Um, well, maybe two, but but whatever. The, those were the kind of differences you don't see that a whole lot in the pros. One, they hit the green starting off, you know, from right. that distance too, because it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a long hole. It was probably, I mean, for us, it was probably been a seven, you know, six iron max from right. that from the dog leg turn into the green. So it wasn't a it wasn't you know super long or difficult or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just they just missed the green. Second hole. Uh, one guy was in the fairway, two were in the rough, looking for balls and scrambling and that, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the I think that's one of the differences because they all were long. It was um they all were hitting the ball really long, you know. Yeah. Um but the you, act, you almost yeah. you almost have to in order to Yeah, yeah. If you play for those distances, you gotta be long. You, yeah. I mean that that's a given. You gotta be length, long. Length is never the issue. So it sounds right. so it's, it's safe to say that it'll be that like that's pretty good. So you said recovery. And mm-hmm. and accuracy, accuracy. Where, right. where if we take that same, uh, you know, we just wanted to put some run of the mill journeymen, some middle of the pack guys from the PGA, mm-hmm. even when they miss though, the green, right? right? So even mm-hmm. when they in, on the runoff area, whatever, mm-hmm. you, there's never a thought about, I was like, right. oh, that's fine. that's up, yeah, and yeah, he's gonna get up and down, he's gonna save bogeys. That's what they do. But these guys were fighting though, to, to, they to were do fighting, that. they were fighting to save, okay. to save bogeys okay. and, and double bars and stuff like that. Um, I was really shocked at some of the, the scores, and I, um, I apologize to our listeners. Because their website, I'm just I'm on their website now, and whatever reason, the scores from last week are not there. They were there Monday because I looked at them. Right. They're not there today. Call APGA, ask what the hell they doing with the website. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you from what I remember, mm-hmm. there was a lot of scores. There was probably only I'm gonna say ten guys that were. And I think that back. It may not be that many because I think the final. I think it was. I think the first day was plus minus four was the top score or something like that. Right. So it was a bunch of guys plus. that were that were yeah over you know over par um for the for the round. There was some there was some plus twelve, some plus sixteens, you know, 
it was some it was some ugly scores out there. And again, Valhalla is not the easiest course in the world either. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful, but but not but not the easiest course at all. Well, one of the things we brought up in the chat though, I asked Claude too. I was like, you know, when we started going back over the history of Valhalla, right? Like the PGA Championship in uh, it was I think it was twenty fourteen and two thousand fourteen or Yeah, it was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Fourteen with Roy McIlroy in two thousand mm-hmm. when Tiger won. <clears throat> um, like you said, it'll be it's not a hard course, but then I go I go look at what the PGA players shoot there. Even like some of the guys mm-hmm. that made that like um uh, that missed a cut or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I wonder if, and I, again, I'm sure no APGA player would ever come in here and admit to this, but I wonder mm-hmm. if while they're playing that and you're putting up plus eight or plus 10, you think to yourself, damn, man, like, you know, Joey Johnson, who you never heard of, who's, who's mm-hmm. got his card, came here and shot even. Right. You know like, right. Like, you, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you, because it's, it might be one thing if they play a track that maybe the PGA doesn't play, but when you come to a PGA track, it's going to be hard for me not, not to, to have the back, right. yeah, not exactly. to have it in the right. back of my head. Right. What did so and so do here? Not even mm-hmm. the best in the world, just the middle of the pack. Right. Know? Yeah. And the other thing too, the APG didn't play from the they they didn't play from the tip tips. Let me okay. say it that way. They okay. had their own marker that they had set. It. All the other T boxes, there were no markers at all. Okay. But they only had the one T marker in whatever wherever they were playing from. Yeah, whatever they were playing from. That, that's the only thing that was there. So there was no real. Com- I couldn't compare. Okay, this is where the PJ would play from. This is where I would play from. You know that kind right, of stuff. Right, right. It was just that one T marker, but it was never, from my recollection, it was never the last T box. It was always one up. And I think they had it on their website at one point. And I want to say it was somewhere around of sixty seven, sixty eight. Hmm. I'm thinking I it would have been seven off, off break. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was that high. I, um, because the I course is long. Again, the course I wish... is like seventy four, seventy eight. I'll have to pull it up. The course is long. Yeah. Yeah, the course. Yeah, the, actually, yeah, the course is absolutely long. Yeah, um, that's interesting that they would. Yeah, I don't think play. they were playing from the seven, like seven thousand. I don't think they're playing from that yardage. I really, okay. I could be really wrong. Um, so uh, this example, I'm pulling up because I couldn't get the other one. I'm looking at 7,400 7, yards. That's what the well, see, it says that here too on the TPC Louisiana, which is where they're playing this weekend. It says seventy four twenty five. That might be for the course. That's not necessarily where they're playing from. Of right. right. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And and I know they did not play from the tips. That much I, I would I would put money on that on my on my remembrance that I, it was not the tips. <laughs> so, um, side note, side note, Google, not very helpful. I'm doing some <laughs> research on the fly. I said Valhalla Golf Club linked. Google said 4.238 miles. Hey man. This is, <laughs> you, context Google. Come on. Right. <laughs> Come on. Computers. <laughs> Um, so overall, yeah. your, your mm-hmm. thoughts and experience there. I mean, yeah. So it was it was nice. I was really glad to be there. I, oh, let me get some shout outs too. Uh, well, Please before do. we get too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, we need to shout out. Uh, damn, I lost his name. Uh, Keith Keith Reese, who is the GM at um, the GM at Valhalla. He sat down with us and did a and did an interview. Uh, we'll we'll put post some stuff of that um, at some point. Really nice guy. Very helpful. Um, even when I called him prior to going down there, because I didn't get a lot of information from the APGA, hmm. unfortunately. So I called that's directly because you got a media group that's trying to come and highlight what you're doing. Yeah, you don't, you know, you 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 don't help out at all. Like that's yeah. That's well, odd. well, apparently we we sent emails were sent to them. They never mm-hmm. responded. So mm-hmm. that's how I ended up calling Valhalla directly. Unfortunately, Mister uh, uh, Keith Reese was really nice 
um, and, and helped me out, told me what, what was going on, how to go about it, how to get in, that I, right. you know, all, the, all the ins and outs. He gave us a, a golf cart so we didn't have to walk. So we could nice. basically, we could ride the whole course and, and right. check on all the, all the players. Um, Thank so, you, Mr. Reese. Absolutely. Thank you. So much. Thank you absolutely. And by the way, anytime he feels like comping around, we'll come down and play and uh, <laughs> we'll buy food. But I mean, if you want to come around, let's get on the course. And we'll yeah. talk about it on the show. Yeah. That, we'll buy a bag of yeah. chips. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he needs more, more pups from us. We'll buy, we'll uh, buy a bag yeah. of chips. Let's <laughs> split it. Three ways. Water. <laughs> right. And split it. Yeah. yeah. The, the second person at Valhalla I want to thank is uh, uh, Brayton Kelly. Uh, he, he is actually, he's from uh, Colorado Springs. He's in the golf, uh, the golf management major at, uh, at, I guess he's at Colorado Springs, but, uh, so he's doing an internship there at Valhalla, uh, for the PGA management program. So we ran into him. We were looking for some water and we kind of lost and we're looking for something to eat. He had, they have snacks and, and they had water at each, most of the holes, so he directed us how to get some stuff. And then later on, we were still thirsty. He found us some more water. It was just helpful. <laughs> Every time we needed something, he was like, he was like our guy. We, we found, once we found uh, uh, Bray, Brayton, um, uh, he took care of us. So I want to definitely uh, shout him out. Uh, good dude. And I have to thank Rodney, too, for his hospitality and actually helping us. And actually, Michelle, his wife, because she, um, they, they t- took good care of me there. And uh, she cooked a really good breakfast. What was that, Sunday morning? Whew, man really good um but yeah so that I, those are my shout outs then back to the course the um it was a fun it was a lot of fun i enjoyed enjoyed seeing them seeing the guys play uh and talking to them we do have a uh interview that will be coming up with uh jp thornton uh he did a really good interview video interview that we did after the round um that we'll we'll cut that up in a well say not say we Vern will cut that up and edit it and everything and put and post that sometime here soon. Uh, really good guy. Nice to meet him. Good time talking to him. Uh, some of the, the highlights for me, at least, was uh, I spoke to quite a few. Well, most of the players that, you know, we were around, you could get a word in. Most of them would talk to you. They were pretty, pretty cool. Some were a little standoffish. You know, it is what it is. Um, uh, what, another thing I found interesting was the, the there were some parents of players there. Mm-hmm. So when we first got there, I thought those parents that were because they were following the group. So I just assumed they were marshals or something like that because they were following the group. They were looking for balls and stuff right. until I got to talking to one and it turned out that she was actually the parent of one of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I talked to her, told her who I was, why, you know, why I was there and gave her a card and said, hey, if you would be interested in you know, uh, doing an interview, you know, I, I, you know, just, just talk about your experience as a parent. You know, supporting your, your child, trying to get through this through this through this program. She didn't want to talk. She said, "Well, maybe my husband will talk." And I, so we later on, I got to talk to him he, again. Then he's like, "No, mm, no." Nah, nah, uh. As a test, as a test next time when I'm there, I'm going to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I represent uh, Scott Van Pelt. I'm here with ESPN. We just want to <laughs> see if we just see how thirsty they are." Just right. Like, oh yes, yeah. please, please, please. Actually, it's golf TV. Oh, well, you know, right. <laughs> you know, like, same thing. Yeah, to same see if they change. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't. I don't know why they were so reluctant. I found yeah. there's another couple. Uh, I ran to another lady, another hole, and I asked her. I said, "Oh, you are you a parent?" She said, "Yeah, that's my son." You know, whatever, whatever. I was like, "Oh, cool." You know, with Golf DMV, would you mind just doing a little quick interview? We just talk about you as, as a parent, you know, and your child. Mm, no, she was she was quick. No, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Um, so I don't I don't know why parents shied away from talking about their kids, um, and I wasn't there to you know to do anything negative. I, I mean, it's, you know, 
I'm here to try and get you some some love. Awesome. You know Perfect. what I mean? Right. Eventually, we'll find the LeVar Ball of golf, or golf parents. Who to <laughs> Eventually, we'll never be able to set them up, right? We'll never be able to shut them up. And also, I think it's interesting, Claude. It's a tie into your your what you've been talking about for the last couple of weeks with with Manny, the junior PGA uh, adults still following around the kids to this day, looking yeah. for balls, taking the course. <laughs> they cool. you're, you're, exactly. You got a lifetime of this coming up, Claude. Yeah, what they want to do. Yeah, I'm sorry, Carl. So to other point, we talked about this earlier, and I don't know if you, this is where we're going to next, but we'll cut to the chase because I'm almost, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the question was, and I'm going to paraphrase. You can correct me when I go astray, Claude. The guys that are on the APGA who have these dreams and aspirations of making it to the PGA, from what I saw, and this is, again, this is my estimation of 14 handicap, dude. You know, I love the game, enjoy the game but I know my limitations. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys need a wake-up call. Okay. Um, and I don't know their financial situation that they are able to travel in the country and play in these tournaments and shoot, you know, 85. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm not, I mean, uh, you know, right, I'm, right, and right. I'm not, please, people don't take as me being, you know. You're not uh, distant. You're just keeping it one. You just keep yeah, it it's one, just what it, it is. Fun. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, if, if, if you have the funds yeah. and you enjoy it, and whatever, and you're going to ride around the country and shoot 85, then okay. Right. I mean, I, I got no beef with that. Right. That's your but, thing. That's your thing. Yeah, that's, that's do your thing. But I, I guess the, for me, it is if, if the, everybody I talked to, the goal was the PGA. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't shoot 85 on the APGA right. and expect to make the PGA. At least that's, again, this is coming from a 14 handicap dude. Nobody. Right. Right. But it seems to me that if I'm good enough, if, if my dreams is to make it to the PGA and Mona and I am on the APGA tour, mm-hmm. I should be waxing their asses. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know I what mean, I'm saying? Because yeah, and then at what the point elite of the elite makes it to the PGA. Right, you, you're not going to be Rudy Poo on the APGA and make it to the PGA. Well, and then some of these guys you know who I mean? are on tour don't even don't even make the APGA the APGA stop. They don't. I mean, they're they're good enough to jump right to the PGA tour. They don't right. need that. You know, right? So, or, the, or the corn fray. they go they skip right over that. Right. I mean, there's just Straight some guys who don't need it. Yeah. And yeah. so and so like the, the, the and I think Vern brought this up. Like, at what point do you say, you know, all right? Even if I'm because we've seen guys who kick butt on the APGA tour mm-hmm. and they struggle on Corn Ferry mm-hmm. or, or they'll get these sponsor exemptions uh, to the PGA tour and can't make a cut. Mm-hmm. And so at what point, you know, and like you said, unless you're content with the lifestyle of, a, you know, struggling touring pro on the APGA on all the mini tours, mm-hmm. mini tours and that's just the lifestyle that you that you live. Right, right. Or, you know, do you want to, you know, say, you know what? I'm going to go the teaching route or I'm going to do something different because this is not, I'm, I'm not, I've achieved as much as I can achieve right. trying to be a professional golfer. And I, don't, yeah. and I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if competitors have that. Cause we talked about that even when it relates to us, mm-hmm. like right. we're trying to get better. We're taking lessons. We're buying new clubs. We're playing all the time. We're practicing. We're doing this. We're doing that. At what point mm-hmm. do I just say, you know what? I'll mm-hmm. never play from the tips. And I'm mm-hmm. always going to shoot about an 84, 85. Like, that's just going to be my bet. Yeah, that's you my know life. what I mean? Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. it. Like, that's that. So so at what point is it like I'm not spending any more uh, money on lessons? I'm not buying mm-hmm. any more new clubs. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I'm not going to go to the range three or four times this week. I'm just going to play to have fun because right. I'm not going to try to get any better because I feel like I've reached my potential. You reach your peak. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But there's yeah. some of us who play recreationally and we don't have that in us to stop trying to get better. Right. We're always going to try. As long as we're playing, we're always going to try to get better. I wonder if it's the same thing with some of those guys. Yeah. Well, even the guys on it, I think thinking of the guys on the Corn Ferry Tour that have been because like Tommy Two Gloves. I mean, Tommy's got kids and, you know, what I mean, he's in his 40s. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he's been, I mean, he'll pop up every once in a while. He'll make it to a PGA event. But right. I, I don't think he, uh, I mean, I have to look in the records, but it, when he, the times that I have, since I've been paying attention to him, that he's made it to the PGA event, he doesn't make the cut. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a waste of time and money. Um, <laughs> so, but but again, if you're on the, if you are on the Corn Ferry Tour as a, a, a touring member of the AP, I'm sorry, of the Corn Ferry Tour, Right. You know, because their purses are considerably higher than the APGA tour, you can make a living. Mm-hmm. You know, you I mean, you're not making millions of dollars unless you got some sponsors or something going on with that. But as far as purses go alone, you know, you're not making millions of dollars on the Corn Ferry tour, you know, unless you win all of the events and nobody's doing that. What's up for the guy this week who actually won two day, two weeks in a row? That's that's right. a whole other topic, but mm-hmm. that's just very rare. You know what I mean? So in two weeks, he made two hundred thousand dollars. You know, that's oh that God. guy, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you're if you're on a corn freight tour, uh, if you're a regular member of the corn freight tour and you play in all the events and you make all the cuts, then, yeah, you can make a, you know, I don't know if, what people consider good or bad living, but I'm going to I'm going to assume you can make at least three hundred thousand dollars a year on yeah. the. On, on a corn fairy tour, if you're playing all the events. Oh, you're you know, just and make, yeah, I'm just just corn fur. Okay. And, and you're making cuts, obviously, making cuts. You can probably make three hundred thousand dollars a year, you know. So you got? Did you guys hear about JT's good deed? What he did for the? Because this ties in with that. Yeah, he cut yeah. somebody a check, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. So uh, segment we call reading with Vernon Brown, credit golf address. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the feel good stories of the season had been uh, Michael Vasaki, a twenty seven year old mini tour legend who made a mm-hmm. twenty footer to qualify for um, first uh, to uh, earn his first career PGA Tour start at the Valspar Championship? Is this the guy who cried like he called his dad? Yes. And like, yeah, yeah the big, yeah, the big fat guy. I mean, mm-hmm. Thanks to JT, his uh, story will continue a bit longer. He played this week at Colonial on a sponsor's exemption. To your point, LB, mm-hmm. missing the cut. There are plenty of avenues for him to return to the top ranks, uh, but the hard truth about mini tour life is that it costs a lot to compete yeah. uh, for only a little to stay afloat. He has taken jobs working in cart barns and pro shops to support his dream. And uh, helping with that dream is Thomas. During Sunday's PGA Tour Live broadcast, announcers noted that Thomas, who finished tied 40th, cut him a check to uh, ease those financial burdens. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this is and the part that got me was 27, 27-year-old now, mm-hmm. mini tour legend. Right. Now, legend, it, it uh, connotes, you know, a long time. Right. He's 27. So how mm-hmm. long has he been? At, and it's, 27 is young. Right. So how right. long has he been at this? So if you're on the eight, if you're on the eight, or I'm I don't like LB seven. I'm not picking on APGA. I'm not picking right. on any APGA players. Just, just, just using it as an example. Just yeah. using it as an example to highlight how difficult it is. Um, if you're like 34 mm-hmm. and you've been kicking around, taking L's, and maybe you got like two wins on that joint, like what you can't lie to this. Like there has to be a day where you wake up when in the quiet of the morning, nobody's around, and you just mm-hmm. say to yourself, like, this ain't it. You know, I tried, I gave my best shot. There's just no way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's got to be frustrating because I mean the differences between the differences yeah. between like us mm-hmm. and and guys who are on the Corn Ferry Tour, APGA Tour, these mini tours, 
night and day. Yes. But then the difference between these guys and the PGA, (laughs) night and day. I mean, if we were to go out and play with your run-of-the-mill APGA tour player, Mm -hmm. we think this dude Mm -hmm. needs to be on the tour. That's what Mm -hmm. we would think. Yes. And he'd probably say, there's no way in the world I can make the tour. He's like, I just can't Mm -hmm. make it. I've tried and I can't can't make it. Mm -hmm. And we'd be baffled by it based on how they would play. Mm-hmm. And for you know, to us, for the most part, at least I think I think that's yeah, that's what absolutely, would yeah. Because some of the shots that they were hitting, I mean, I mean, yeah, the length they got they got that. Everybody mm-hmm. got length. Yep. You know, they they just some of I mean, not all of them, most some of them, <laughs> they lack accuracy. Right. They lack uh, like I say, recovery. Maybe mm-hmm. even the uh, stamina. The you know what I mean? Of well, putting, uh, yeah, putting as well. Yeah, putting was yeah. not not quite as P. No, it wasn't, wasn't PJ quality putting. Either. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just, you know, what I mean, I mean, that's. What would you? I hate to keep yeah. saying this, but that's why in the APGA. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just yeah, I just don't understand. I don't know when that, and everybody has to has to know that for themselves. When 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 do they when they cry, uncle say, okay, hey, you know, I gave this my best shot. I put in 10, 15, 20 mm-hmm. years yeah. at it. You know, I've been, you know, my wife's been supporting me. At what point do I say, okay, I got to do something else to take, take care of my out. family? And, and, and you know what whatever. the move might be? You know what the move might be? You Like you said, you go get a regular job, you're a teacher, you're doing something that's mm-hmm. making you money, and you just maintain your handicap, and you just go you go crack off at the, at the local qualifiers every year at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. See if you can make, like, in terms of, yeah. like, if it, to me – well, again, this is like, like LB said, qualified, a 14 handicapper, not, not actually in the sport. Right. But it, it, see, it does seem to make sense. Like you have about as much a chance of cracking APGA, Corn Ferry, PGA, as you mm-hmm. do just being a regular scratch or, or better than scratch golfer. One day you, ca- you, know, you catch fire, fire. and make it to yeah. regional qualifiers and you get to mm-hmm. the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Here's your chance. Here's yeah. your chance. You know, That's right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but um, but yeah. it's not all doom and gloom, right? I mean, we had some. No, guys. no. There's some guys that were. I mean, there's some guys that are good. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, I mean Willie Mack. I didn't. I don't forget what his score was at um, at Valhalla, but you know, he was always he was up toward the top of the leaderboard. You know, and I think in every almost every time I look at their their leaderboards from the tournaments, he's always in the top. Well, five, he's. 10, I mean, you talk always. about you know many tour legends. I mean, he's an APGA. Yeah, legend. he's been on the tour for for, yeah. for a while. Too. For a while, um, and, and his other brother time. named Tim O'Neill, who who was I think it was fifty. I don't know if he's still playing anymore, but he got to mm-hmm. fifty years old, and he was still you know kicking around on APGA. APGA, yeah, yeah, doing stuff. Yeah. There, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. We're gonna say I I wish them all the success. I just uh, you know. Uh, I know some of them, one guy mentioned that he, you know, he had to get a job and, you know, all that kind of stuff to support himself. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, to travel, if you live on the East coast and you're going to Scottsdale to play in the Vegas to play, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, you're not driving. Well, hopefully you're not driving that, you know, you're flying, you gotta get a rental car, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, you gotta feed yourself. Yeah. That's, that stuff is not, and it's an, it's a, I believe the most of their tournaments are $400 entry fee on top of that. Wow. You know, um, so yeah, to do all that to come home with nothing, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. multiple times, yeah, mm-hmm. that can get yeah, you in the negative. We all like mm-hmm. in the negative. Yeah, absolutely. That's tough. More time on the APGA than I thought we'd spend uh, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Let's move to the PGA Tour, uh, where Jordan Spieth, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> ran, the, ran, the... <laughs> ran down by Jason Kokrak on the final <laughs> day. So here's the thing, and so as this whole thing is happening. Jason Koch racks up by two strokes on the back nine. And mm-hmm. I sent a text to the group text and I don't, I don't, I'm trying to be self-reflective and, and I don't know why 
his comment about striking fear in the hearts of golfers irritated me so much when he said it a few years ago, <laughs> but I'm never going to let him live that down. And I feel like no. I'm a bad person Man. for always bringing it up. But, you know, Coke racks up two strokes and he's just like a machine. I mean, he's, he seems unfazed. And I'm just, and so I text the group says, I wonder if Jason Kokrak feels that fear <laughs> part that Jordan Spieth was talking about a few years ago when he says that he strikes this fear. And <laughs> it's like, no, he doesn't. And he didn't feel that fear. He ends up winning. Um, and Spieth had a, what, a one-shot lead going into the final round and, yeah. and, 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 di- and didn't close it out. You know, yeah, I think and, he went and, plus and just, three on the last day. Right, yeah. right. And so Kokrak wins. Um, you know, we'll take your comments. We'll go Vern and then LB, if you have any at all. Mm-hmm. And then LB, after yours, just go ahead and let's do some Manny Millions. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, unfortunately I wasn't able to watch much. We had a, like a whole Memorial Day situation and, and, and watching the rain crush all of our dreams for playing golf multiple times. <laughs> or at least my dream. Playing golf multiple times, wanted to play at LP. But uh, what, when, I, when I did catch up on the recap, I, so you can see Claude seasoning it with his bias when he says Spieth. <laughs> ran down walked down i was like well, i really watch the recap but they were kind of like basically a stroke apart and then uh coke rag they were both making aggressive shots at mm-hmm. the holes uh and i think it was on like 13 uh coke rag had a close call almost went in the water but then mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying clutched out and then i think it was on 18 when when speed put his uh put his in the water but he was to give speed credit he was being aggressive all day he right. wasn't laying back he was trying he was trying to shoot his shot uh but he just he just came up just came up hella short um you know what? In the grand scheme of things, uh, uh, listening to his comments during the round where he's just like, oh, you know, you got to trust. You know how he talks to himself. You got to trust mm-hmm. yourself. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he is relatable in that way. And I'll say that, um, there's, you know, there's a lot of stories. There's going to be a lot of, or there already is today, a lot of commentary about like, oh, you know, still having Sunday trouble, blah, blah, blah. But I would say this is a net positive for Jordan Spieth. Like, okay. Tell me this year, 2020. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. So absolutely. in the grand scheme, it's like, cool. I, what did he play? Second, third, whatever. I don't know where he mm-hmm. finished. Um, Second, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good, bro. You got to win because before yeah. this year mm-hmm. we were talking about like, oh, will he ever find? Will he win again? Right. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just baby steps, homie. Baby steps, and just don't say the comment again about how you gonna make people <laughs> afraid and you'll be fine. He'll creep <laughs> back in. He'll creep back up there and start. You know, you got your one win. You're not gonna be going back to back. That's they thirst for it. They are thirsting for it on the comment. Oh yeah, you, you can, and you could almost hear it. Like I felt in yes. the final round, like as if the the the, the commentators were almost disappointed. When when Jason Kokrak was you know nailing putts and stuff and and, and taking leads and as if you know if Jordan was doing it, yeah. I felt there would be much more excitement in the voices. You know what I mean? It's like yes. they want him to win, and they do the same thing for Rory, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a jerk. I don't, like you know, a pass, just like, you know. You were like a passive aggressive post game. We're here with the winner, Jason Kokrak. <laughs> <sighs> Tell me about 18. He just starts talking. Well, I put it there. That's great, man. That's great. Look, hey, listen, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan, come over here. Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm gonna hurry oh, get, get, Kokrak, get Kokrak out of here and, and, uh, interview, and interview Jordan. Well, congrats uh, to him, though, because this is he's a multiple winner on tour this year. So right. that's it. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is his second win. So he said, put some put some respect on my name. Mm-hmm. Look, young Coke rack finna be here yeah. for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get your beats ready. Yeah, like, yeah oh, it could be a rapper name. Could be Coke Rack. Um so I'll tell you, I watched zero of this uh-huh. tournament. Yep. Um I did follow a little bit. I you know, I saw like Phil was missing the cut and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but especially when I saw Sergio in the top ten, I was like, oh, I ain't watching that. <laughs> did, did you see Phil's? Did you see Phil's comment, LB? Did either of you see Phil's? Press I did see somewhere he said something along those lines where I didn't make the cut or something. Hey, but I won the PJ last. That's week. exactly so what I'm like. That's, that's exactly yeah. what he said. He said, "Okay, I won the PJ championship." I like that's why I like Phil. I say just flexed mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Don't ask me, what's up? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, honestly, I didn't watch any of it at all. I did have some, some notes here. That Sergio missed. Uh, well, no, final round. Sergio went plus six. Yeah, he played on, horrible on, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. He was bad. yeah, he finished that uh, at t twenty with minus four. Speef with plus three on on the final round. Uh, he still ended up in second place. So that's that's all my notes I have. That's it. Okay, <laughs> let's go, Manny Millions. Uh, okay, Manny Millions for the uh, whatever tournament that was is uh, da points. He finished at plus thirteen on Sunday. Da points went plus ten. That's APGA numbers. No, that's a good APGA number. <laughs> <laughs> <Solid> 82. <laughs> oh, see, I wouldn't be that time, y'all. Wouldn't be. That's all I got to say. Um, <laughs> DA points is uh, six foot one, 195. He's 44 years old. Okay. Um, the University of Illinois is married with one rug rat. Uh, he went pro in 1999. He joined the PGA in 2005. All right, fellas, okay. here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Points has three three wins. Mm-hmm. They, are the, they are the 2011 AT&T, the mm-hmm. 2013 Houston Open, and the 2017 Puerto Rico Open. Okay. He had two second places, one third place, 19, 19 top tens count them. Out of 356 events, he has made 168 cuts. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. A little less than half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. What is his career earnings? <laughs> Who's going um, first? I'll go first. As the, as the, the winner of the last time we did this, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say uh, in his career, he's probably made close to uh 19 million dollars okay nah, he says 19 burn nah, you're going nah, over nah, under under my number was 12 12 okay uh my number is 11.8 yeah that's right wow <laughs> yeah <I'm> also... <laughs> a little off. um as far as his, his uh uh person uh personal stuff there was very little of note the only thing they had in which, which i'm like okay and what's your point uh that he is personal friends with bill murray and they play in pro amps together. Woo-hoo. Okay. All right. The points. DA points. There you go. Yeah. Well, Can we yeah. Oh, quickly? Let me just say a little bit about the corn fray, because I did have I do have notes for that. Mm-hmm. Um the corn fray tour, the kitchen eight. Uh I'm sorry, I don't think that was champion, champions tour. I'm sorry. Right, reading my own notes. They were at the uh <laughs> Evan Scholars invitational. Right. And Cameron Young won at minus 18. He had a five-shot win. And last week he won. Uh, at the uh, Avon Health Championship. So there's two wins in a row, which has only okay. think been done on the Corn Freight Tour. I want to say three times, maybe something like that. It's very, it hasn't happened very often that somebody has won two, uh, two tournaments in a row like that. So he made 108 on last, this one, and I think uh, 120 something in the week before. So he's okay. had a good, he had a good couple of weeks. 18 under? Yeah. For the yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's, and over two hundred thousand dollars in prize money in the last two weeks. So yeah, so good for him. Uh, and our buddy uh, Tommy Two Gloves, sixty dollars Two Gloves, he uh, withdrew after 
on the second day on at the, at the turn after nine holes he withdrew. I'm not sure why. I did try and find out what was going on with him. As my boy, I need to know how he's good. And uh, I couldn't, I haven't found any information. So I hope Tommy is when injured or anything. He maybe just his pride was hurt because he knew what making a cut. And he just like, you know what? Why am I out here hitting right. these balls? I can go home, man. I could be home in eight, eight hours. Yeah, so, I mean, because uh, at some point money is spent and it's yeah, like, you know, yeah. I'm not, why am I going to waste my time? You exactly. Know? So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Tommy's not hurt or anything. And, and he just, uh, whatever reason, maybe he had a, maybe he had an appointment he had to get to. Who knows? Um, Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. So, uh, uh, I don't know if you're going to get to this club, but really quick mm-hmm. for the, the, just the U.S. Women's Open. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing I know about it, I'm not, now again, I keep, I'm the only one who hasn't watched any LPGA stuff. I'm in it this week. We're doing mm-hmm. it. The major, I'm there for the Olympic Okay. Club. Okay. The Quarter Sisters will be paired together for the first time ever. Really? Get out of here. Yes, on opening round on Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't like them paired together, though, man. I feel really? like you get more bang for your buck separating them in different separating groups. Them. Both of them are draws. I mean, mm-hmm. Jessica, you know, has a following. Nelly has a following. I right. don't know why you'd pair them together. I would, I would separate them, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they go off at 11.30, basically. So, But, yeah, you can imagine they're going to have, like, a massive crowd. And no, 100%. Yeah. Now, yeah. I will say this. Well, that's now. assuming they, that they're going to have uh, patrons there because, you know, a lot of courses still haven't – they haven't had people. Oh, and they're at the so, Olympic Club, too, in, in uh, San, Francisco. San Francisco. So Yeah, yeah. yeah they might be yeah, – They may not be. More strict. Yeah, California. They may not mm-hmm. – yeah, they may still be. Yeah, right, strict right. there. Um, so, but, Vern, I will say this. As someone yeah. who hasn't always – or uh, isn't, like, a frequent viewer of the LPGA – I feel like you've got to watch it several times okay. to get into mm-hmm. it. Okay. Watch it, follow some of the ladies, you know what I mean? Find two or three to cheer for. Mm-hmm. And I think, so you've got to commit to it to, to four or five tournaments. So it's like the wire. Yeah. This is like when you recommend the wire to your friends, it's like, <laughs> right. it's going to be real slow. Just right. stick with it. No, stick it's not going to be slow. <laughs> By episode seven. You're in there. Right. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, that is a, not, a, not right. a knock on him, but basically, yeah, like you said, yeah. just, just you have to invest yeah, yeah. a little bit. Because yeah, I mean, because yeah. don't forget, I mean, it was, I, I feel like it was this time last year or maybe two years. I'm telling, oh, watch the LPG, and then somewhere he starts watching it, watch, and then yeah. bam, mm-hmm. hooked. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and and if you make yourself a drink, that helps too. Okay, just <laughs> all right, we'll do. <laughs> There's that. Watch the LPGA U.S. Women's Open this week, folks. Uh, the Woodlands. We were get, got a chance to get out there and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vern, LB, uh, myself, and Glenn. None of you guys have played it before, but you played Diamond Ridge. Yeah. Um, same property, but very different golf courses. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I had a chance to play it once, but it was in the tournament. Um, and so I didn't really get to experience it the way. And it's just different playing in the tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. But anyway, um, uh, what did you guys think? Of the course, I like the course. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I live in Silver Spring, um, you know, and it, it, thirty minutes for me just going up twenty nine all the way up, make a turn, make another turn, and bam, you're there. Uh, so not far, but a course that we don't play a lot, despite the fact that it's it's not that far from LB, not that far from Glen. I guess Vern lives the furthest from it, yeah. but closer. I'm guessing closer than like a little Bennett or Worthington. Yes, um, yeah, those those are a smooth hour. Like this is basically forty five to fifty minutes. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and 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 uh, so to me, I like I love the course. I like the layout. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, the course was in great condition. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, yep. The greens are really challenging. There, I don't think there's one green that isn't like undulated, and I don't mean like undulated the way 
you know, where there's a little break here, a little break right, there. Right, right. There's yeah. some serious. They got hills and valleys. They have like yeah, upper and lower decks hills. on a lot of on a lot of mm. yeah, hills yeah. and valleys, mm-hmm, and yeah. a couple holes where you've got to be able to place your shot. You know what I mean? You got to play a little mm-hmm. strategic, but then some that are wide open that you can just kind of you know let it rip or try to let it rip. I don't think that it's a tough course in the fact that like, you know, tons of wooded areas and stuff like that where you lose your ball or, you know, tons yeah. of water. But, I lost one, but that's about it. Yeah. But, you know, you still got to be able to hit it because it will, you know, it before you know it, you'll put two mm-hmm. in the woods. You know what I mean? As, yes. you know, speaking yes. from a man of experience. Mm-hmm. I, so that will, that will happen. I like the course. Um, you know, here's the thing. I think I played I play like trash. I shot an 89. But before I would take an 89 and say that I think I played well. The problem yeah. is, is that when you can't keep the ball in the fairway off the tee, you just, you just, you don't have a shot. That's and that's what happened right. to me. That, like I can't, I couldn't keep the ball in the fairway off the tee. Started off. Okay. Too. I started, like, right that, the, well, I opened up with a yeah. par mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, and I don't mean to brag, but that putt, I mean, I read yeah. that. I read that break. I mean, yes, yes. You <laughs> I mean, to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back. And that's not even with the new putter. That's not even with the new putter that John Ross told me I need to get. Oh, it's like I'm this, reading this these putts, line. and you telling me get a new putter, bro. Like I need to find yeah. a new coach. No, no, no. And so, <laughs> and so, and so um, but yeah, and so it's like it's like you know. Uh, so yeah, start off with that. I mean, I get the par, and then I think I get a bogey, and then mm. bam, plus three because I put two in the woods, and then like bogey, 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 plus two, and it's like oh well. You know, you, you now you're adding up a lot, but the course mm-hmm. itself is great. Um, yeah. I, I and I would suggest anybody if you don't get out to the woodlands, get out to the woodlands. Um, yeah. let's start with um, Vern, your thoughts on the mm-hmm. woodlands and compare it to Diamond Ridge, and then and then we'll go with LB. Yeah, uh, like uh, everything you said, Claude, you hit it on the head. Uh, excellent course, great shape. Um, as it compares to Diamond Ridge, uh, it kind of doesn't like LB and I played Diamond Ridge one time. It's not, I'm not gonna try, you know, it was okay. Uh, it was, it was a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. There we go. All right, cool. So it was, uh, it was a couple of years ago. Wasn't in yeah. great shape, uh, which I don't really hold to it. You know, I don't, I don't do a one. And I said, I think I said this at the time too, LB, because like it was in bad shape when we went out there, but I was like, well, I have to come back. If I was going to hit it again, right. I had to come back and hit it again. Cause you can't, you know, I'd be yeah. course might have a go through. Yeah. It could have, it could have just been a bad month right. or whatever, whatever. But the problem yeah. is now that I've played the woodlands, as I told, I think Glenn and Claude, like, well, now if I'm going to take the time to, it's hard to get tea times at these Baltimore County courses, uh, the public tea times because they get they book up quick. So as the booker, like if I'm, yeah, if I'm booking a time up there, I'm just, I'm going to hover over the Diamond Ridge with the mouse, and I'm just going to be like, well, <laughs> damn, I'm just going to get this Woodlands tea time. Right. So I'm probably mm-hmm. never going back to Diamond Ridge. Diamond Ridge mm-hmm. is okay; it's it's fine. It kind of runs up against some apartment buildings on the backside. Yeah. You can see those. You can hear yeah, people I, yelling, screaming at each other, fighting. In yeah, the kitchen. exactly. Diamond Ridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Diamond, yeah, Diamond Ridge <laughs> is the city, and Woodlands is the county. Yeah, you know what time it is. Uh, that's basically that's the dichotomy of, of the yeah. two, two courses. But yeah, great shape. Uh loved it. Again, doesn't play. I think Glenn made a good observation. Uh like I, I would say need I think we all agree Needwood is our zero. That's like that's the easiest course we play. I would make this maybe just a hair above Needwood, but not much. It's oh. it's pretty not I mean it's it's not difficult, like you said, Claude. Right, I don't right, think right. it's it's it was hella challenging. Um Oh, let me. Oh, sorry, golf gods. I'm sorry. It, the golf course <laughs> sound like a like huh, an arrogant huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> But no, it wasn't. It wasn't like class. It's, it's. I think it's a good uh, season opener. I would add it to our like tune up tune up list. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we finna go out, or if you got a swing change, you're working on, you want to go somewhere and have a place that looks nice and can challenge you a little bit, but mm-hmm. not punish you. I think the Woodlands mm-hmm. is for that. So I, I definitely yeah. go back. 
Yeah. Is that you know you're right. If 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 you're looking for tune-ups as you start the season, yeah. It's it's Needwood, yep. you know, Woodlands. Falls it's not Road. yeah, Falls mm-hmm. Road. It's not even in the bracket that I put Hampshire Greens in. It's no. Nah, it's below nah. that as far as it's challenge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, only thing I would add to what you all have said is whoever is in charge of pin placement on 18 at Woodlands. Mm-hmm. He he or she was pissed off today mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they put that pin on 18 at the top of a, a hill, basically. Basically on a spine. If you can yeah. imagine it without, no, no. without seeing the green, just imagine a ridge and they just put it right in the middle. So it's like, yeah, yeah. the ball's not going to stay up there. Yeah. No, you either. <laughs> yeah. If you went, if you went past the cup, it went down the other hill. Yeah. If you went short, it came back to your feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he need to have his ass kicked for that because that was just that was that was <laughs> no that no well and then there was a lot of and there was a lot of holes <laughs> where the pen was tucked right up at the front right, of the green exactly right by the bunkers. I mean, yes. they had a lot yeah. of challenging pen mm-hmm. places today. No, you're right. Yeah, it was right. like five feet from the from the bunker. You mm-hmm. know, and you got to get over the bunker so you can never get to the flag. You know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, but yeah, the first time playing the course, I enjoyed it. I thought it was nice too. Um, I, I speaking of the first hole, I had a plus three on the first hole, um, <laughs> but then I had five five pars on that on the front after that. Good so. night. He did. I was counting. So, yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, you was yeah, counting. Vern, Vern, Vern was <laughs> low, low counting my score. <laughs> Vern was low key getting upset because LB <laughs> was playing so great. It's like, why are you upset that the brother is playing? I wasn't good? upset. I wasn't upset. I just meant that I was also not playing great. I like, why <laughs> well, I didn't play great either. I had 86. I had 43 in the front and back. Uh, okay. okay. So yeah, and, and it was from 61. It wasn't from 58. Or forty-seven or whatever hell I played from in Louisville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it was from there, I mean, we might have all broke eighty. But um, one other thing about the course that I liked is that right there at the turn, they had the small snack shop. Yes, you know, that was a good touch. Right, yeah. some you know mm-hmm. quick little snack. They got the the bathrooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was a good deal. That was yeah. a good. Deal. But I, I don't I don't think I had a choice either because that that nine didn't end at the clubhouse. You know, it all, it ended. It stopped way out in there in the middle, middle of nowhere. So you yeah, had right. to, if you didn't have any food out there, you'd be parched or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and yeah. they did have yeah, a, a good going round. around. They had a car yeah, she, going yeah, around. Yeah, she did. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. So, yeah, it was a good – I enjoyed it, too. It, like I said, for me, the – I didn't have – I think it's only one traffic light between my house and, and the Woodlands. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and that, for me, is a right turn on red. So it doesn't even okay. exist. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd suggest the Woodlands, anybody who hadn't played it yet, mm-hmm. or maybe it's been a while since you've been out there, it's in great yep. condition to go out there. You know, play the Woodlands. You have you'll, you'll you'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a chance to uh, catch back up with my guy John Ross. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny how this season has turned out because Glenn and I. I was talking to Glenn about how funny this season has been with a little bit of jabbing back and forth with the guys because all up until this year, the rounds have all been just a real cordial and supportive, laughing and joking. A lot yeah. of competition going on this year. A lot, a lot of talking. A lot of you know, which is cool. And and I just I, I was telling Glenn it's going to be interesting how next year is because this year is going to be fine. We'll get the next year is going to be tough. Next year is going to be a year of a lot of talking, a lot of serious competition. I can just feel it. And so um, everybody, you know, everybody's getting fitted, getting these new clubs and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So I texted the guys earlier this week. Said, "Hey, going to see John. it was Wednesday. Going to see John Ross. Got a putter fitting." Uh, you know, but I'm tempted just to go ahead and buy this driver that he recommended for me. And, you know, Vern responded back. Oh, maybe LB responded back. Like, you know, you're going to hit that putter more than you hit the driver. Yeah, like did, yeah. you're going to need, like, that's, that's the club. That's the club you need. 
And in my mind, I'm just thinking, no, he's he, my mind is saying, you know, he's right. Mm-hmm. But my heart, you know what I mean, is saying your ego. Yeah, my ego is saying, mm-hmm. forget the putter, get the driver. <laughs> so what do I do? Because I'm stupid, go in and I buy both. Like, you know what? <laughs> Give me both of them, wrap it up, <laughs> call Callaway and one of these things. And so we get that. But so but one thing he 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 showed me the, the way that I'm holding the putter, which is similar to what he said with my irons, is that I'm creating like a loft in the putter. He's like, pull it forward so that it de-lost it a little bit. Yeah. And that I'm taking it back. When I take it back in my back, I'm coming, I'm almost hinging it open like a door. Right. And when I go, when I, then when I hit the ball, I'm, I'm, I'm like pushing it. He says, so everything's going to the left. Uh, Try. He says, how about you try just taking the putter straight back? And then straight forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a thousand dollars. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, and, and buy this putter for three hundred dollars. No, he says like, try, try taking try taking it back yeah. and taking it forward mm-hmm. in a straight line. And then he noticed the fact that I think I'm looking down, like I'm looking straight down at the ball, but I'm not because the way that I'm right. standing over it, my head is actually forward of the ball, or mm-hmm. you know, looking at the toe. I think that's what you should looking at the toe yeah. of the of, mm-hmm. of the putter. Yeah. And he said, so you can, we can either correct the way you're standing over it or you can look at the hill of the of, of the putter, putter and then your right. eyes are probably basically above where it is and, and you might hit it a little straighter. So try those right. two things. And it's weird trying that stuff after just one or two days of practicing it and then you're out in the course and you're trying to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know if I put any better today than than you know than normal. I mean, I think I put better this year than I did last year, and, and definitely yeah. better than the yeah. last two years. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it yeah. works. We'll see once the stuff comes in. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my stuff. LB, you're still waiting for your stuff. From yeah, mine right? should be here. So I, after last week trying to find out where they were and not being that guy who called every day, my stuff here, my, my stuff, my stuff, my stuff. <laughs> I try not to be that guy. So I waited till Friday before I called him. Mm-hmm. And uh, first he told me, yeah, it, it'll, well, I'll take that back. I called on Wednesday. Right. And he said, it should be, I got everything. I'll have it done by Friday. I was like, okay, cool. He said he would call me. But then as the time went by and it wasn't, you know, it was getting later and later. I had heard from him. So then I called him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm working on it now. And then he said, oh, but that's, then he said, hold on, what's your name again? And then I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> So then he came back with, yeah, they messed your order up. They sent like half the shads with the wrong length and the other ones half were half were straight and half were uh, too long. By the so, way, when you're when you're the uh, representative or the golf doctor or any kind of instructor, you can always blame the manufacturer because the customer never speaks never to the know. manufacturer. Exactly. Sure. So we he could, know. you know, if he put in the wrong order, he could say, ah, oh, they got it wrong. They got it yeah. wrong. As opposed, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> as opposed to, oh, you know what, I got it wrong. I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying, you know, right, you can always right. blame someone else. You can always you can blame somebody else because nobody, nobody maybe, I can't do any validation. But <laughs> the long and short of it is hopefully my clubs will be ready this week um, <laughs> by mid mid to late uh, week this week and I'll be able to pick them up. So Yeah, take we'll them out of Maryland National. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I get them, I'm playing them. Trust me. Trust and believe. Oh, when I, I get them, they going in the bag. And I'm going to the range, and then I'm playing with them from that from that point, that point forward. They will be in my bag. There's no okay. going backwards. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a no. whole different level of anxiety for me when you get the new clubs, and then you've got to play with them because it's like now you've upgraded clubs. Right. Um, let's you, see what you, happens. You want to you want to see instant changes into your distances right. and everything else. Uh, and if you're still I think trash, it's going to be a process. Like, yeah. 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 It's going to be a process. And, I, and when my new driver comes in, I'm just going to talk to John Ross. It's like I don't care what you think is good for my game. 
I don't care what plan you have for me with these lessons. We're doing two to three straight lessons with the driver. <laughs> we're not doing anything else. I understand that we're probably better off if we do some iron <laughs> we stuff. We do some putting. <laughs> yeah, whip out the seven iron and let's work mm-hmm. on the inside to out and let's do it. Not doing it. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm going to give you the plastic. I'm giving you the credit card. I'm paying Uh, for these lessons. They have to be with the driver. Mm -hmm. That's it. Period. Period. You you don't spend $400 for a driver not to hit it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to give you these lessons and then you're going to tell me what we're going to work on. I'm going to tell you what we're going to work on. And I understand understand that that is probably the most destructive thing I can do with it. But I'm excited about the driver. I'm excited about the driver. I'm watching Vern hit, you know, 280 to 300 every single time he hits the ball. So it's like, you know, I got to keep up, man. I got this new driver. Yeah. I need to. Got to get you some swing sticks, man. You got to get, you got to do like, do Even like Rodney has, Rodney has the swing stick. Mm-hmm. Didn't, he, didn't you help yeah. me? Didn't you say yeah. Rodney? Yeah, Rodney ordered the set. He sure did. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. I found a trick with Rodney, though. See, Rodney doesn't care how he plays with us. Uh-huh. He just wants to make sure he's beating those seventy-year-old guys <laughs> <laughs> that he plays with when he plays from fourteen hundred guys. <laughs> he don't care how he plays. He don't care about because he plays with us about maybe once a year. Yeah. PGA the champion. That's obviously huh? yeah. He don't yeah. care what we got to say about anything. That's why he got those iron head covers. He don't care what yeah. we have to say about nothing. It's the it's the it's the seventy-year-old men that he wants to beat. As long as he's beating them, he don't care he's what good. we have to say. Imagine how many green. Because I'm gonna tell you this: Roddy's going to build up his swing speed and he's going to build up his power and his distance uh-huh. with the sticks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's still going to play from forty. <laughs> he's not yeah. going to move back. He's not going to move back. He's just yeah. going to drive every green when he's playing <laughs> with these old dudes, and he's going to be taking their money and punishing them. That's what's going to happen. We know that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and you know what? To be honest with you, if I was Rodney, I'd be doing the same thing. I would do the exact same. I would. Do, I would do the exact same thing. I was tempted today to to say, you know, why don't we let's we're at the Williams. Let's check. Let's let's test our luck. Let's just move up to what was it? It was like fifty two or something like that. Yeah. Let's move all the way up. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. Let's see if we can break eighty. Man. Uh, move. Yeah. Yeah. We need to do that one round. We need to do it Perhaps. one round. Perhaps. Well, you got a scorecard right I keep there. saying it, but nobody listens to me. So, Perhaps okay. we do. Here, here, the one point I didn't make last week that, that I thought of after the show that I saw I could make it now since you brought it up in terms of like, you know, what you did Louisville and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> playing a point against, playing from that close. If you were playing uh-huh. from that close and you talked to one of them 70 year olds, uh-huh. He, he would be mad as hell. It's disrespect. He, he would say that's disrespectful as hell to me as a seventy year old. You fifty seven. You, you thirty four. If I because think about what a seventy year old would give to be sixty again. Shit, right. let alone, right. I'm sorry, but yeah, let alone thirty eight, thirty four. And right. then I come up and I show up here on the tee box. What are you doing up here, youngster? Well, you know the game is hard, so I play for you for. I was seventy. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Ah, you get back there. Get yeah, back pick there. up a weight. Go jog, do something <laughs> behind back there and play where you're supposed to play from. You know what I'm saying? Don't be up here. It's disrespectful to 70 years. Don't be up here giving up. What, what's the saying? Youth, youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. Don't let it be wasted on you. Youth is wasted on you. Yeah, but, I, but I'm down. I'm down for the experiment, though. I'm down yeah. for the experiment yeah. to do it one time and one time only. And like Claude yeah. said, the, the, other, the, the other end of that uh-huh. is going to like a course maybe that we played before. We don't mind losing the money or or maybe a high score squad and playing from the just. Not even keep the score, tips. just go to the mm-hmm. tips, just like like, like uh, Eric Anders Lang or something. Just mm-hmm. see how what happens. Yeah, yeah, how bad it is. Yeah. What we should do is, I mean, yeah, yeah, play a course that one of the courses that we play here that we can. I should play the easy. same course, the same course from the tips and the same course ah, from up front. From up front, and, and right? See, yeah, and see, see the what the difference the is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. And maybe a course that we consider an easy course. Northwest. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mediocre Golf Podcast. Who for some reason loves North Carolina. I mean, they, <laughs> I I mean I listen, I, and the funny thing is, I listen to these guys. You know, now. I mean, they're fun. I mean, I like, I like, their, I like their show. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. They, um, yeah, yeah. For some reason, they love. North, I don't know what it is. They love Northwest and Rattlewood. They probably beat us there. They probably beat mm. us there. Oh, Rattlewood is dope. Well, those guys are like the tips. From what I understand, one of the dudes from listening to the show is like a single. Is like a six handicap yeah, or something. Single, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they probably. Yeah, I like Rattlewood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Rattlewood too. We haven't played in a while. No, yeah, we'll put it on the on the road. But but we got Pinehurst coming up, man. Yeah, gotta get ready. I so today I went walking. I I was gonna say one thing about Pinehurst. Remember, we were talking about the fact that we have to play to in February. We were like, Yeah, we'll just walk a lot, man. We'll walk going up to you know, leading up to the thing. We haven't walked outside of the little nine hole stuff that we play with Manny. Mm-hmm. We haven't walked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, we haven't walked that one. Yeah, but you know, so today, so I, I did go up to the to the track. My wife and I went up and we walked. Uh, I walked more because somebody got tired first, and then we had to leave. <laughs> I, I won't say who that was, but it wasn't me. Um, so, but uh, if you take six thousand, like I did sixty five hundred yards. Okay, just as an example, you know, it's only like three point six miles or something. Mm-hmm. It's not that mm-hmm. much, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think. Well, let me. I don't know. I don't know what your cardio, your cardio stuff is at. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm not worried anymore because I thought it, for, in my mind I just thought it was going to be more. Yeah, but, no. I mean, you know well, I mean? here's the thing: you're not you're not even walking at like a like at a runner's pace, right? You're strolling you're walking, stuff I mean, to your ball, not, right? And yeah. and we're gonna have caddies just carrying my bags. So I, mm-hmm. I ain't got no. I'm not lugging no bag. You know what I mean? I'm not pushing no cart. I'm just walking. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, I think I'm gonna be okay. I don't know about you two, but I think I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal. I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a, do a tease here for, I think the next maybe the next or next two episodes there mm. will be there will be a surprise mm. <laughs> for Pinehurst. A surprise for Pinehurst for coming. Yes, coming from Brown, coming from Vern. Okay, be a surprise. I love it. That's a great yeah. tease. Coming okay. up to the next episode or next two, will, there will be a will surprise. It be, will it be positive or negative? <laughs> who knows? Right. right. Yeah. I have knows? something for the group. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Right. Well, I know I'm gonna keep doing my. I'm a. I probably won't go up there no more because they're walking. This is a pain in the ass. I can just do elliptical here in the house. I have an so, elliptical here in the house too that I've been. Yeah. Before, you know. So I, I, I'm just going to elliptical and I'll be. I'll be fine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. I. Did, I mean, the show went long, but who thought we'd spend that much time on the APGA? I mean, geez, yeah. the week. Hey. Yeah. Good you luck to those brothers, that, man. Well, as much brothers. time as we yeah. spend on it, maybe they need to become a a, a sponsor of the show. Good luck. <laughs> but they don't seem to care about advertising. Yeah, or, yeah. Or they, they didn't want. They, they, they didn't want to talk to me. So, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, they don't. You know, they maybe don't. But, maybe my you know persona wasn't wasn't right or whatever. But he do looked at me like, yeah, whatever, dude. I get you when I get to you. Yeah, and okay, that was cool. never. <laughs> yeah, well, like it, like I told him on the golf course, just watch out for that uh, APGA feature on No Land Up and ESPN. It's coming up anytime. It's coming up right. any second. <laughs> but what I but I'm, I ain't gonna throw no shade. Like like uh, we will support the players. Shout out uh, Trey Craig from Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and JP Thornton and my man Joe Hooks. Mm-hmm. I know he had a uh, you know he didn't he didn't play as well as he wanted or whatever, but uh, he still came over and talked to the homie. Yeah, uh, uh, LB or whatever. So mm-hmm. you know, shout out to all of them for you know for being down. Anybody like said any any mini tour guys we want to talk to, you know, be down to come on and talk about the life. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'll pitch you. Yeah, man. yeah, because I really would like to hear some of the, you know, from their mouth what like they're a candid. 
Yeah. I mean, because yeah. um, in the interview that you all were here at some point, JP talked about what his plans was, how how he saw himself getting to the PGA Tour. PGA Tour, and, yeah. And he talked about his, you know, what the process is, how because I, I didn't know what that was. And it was right. good to hear somebody, you know, you know, from their perspective. An actual player. Right. How how that how that happens. And when and the more he explained it, the more I was like, woof, that's a it, 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 it's nothing to say, it's not easy. It is it's not easy yeah. to make yeah. it on that from, from the APGA to get to the PGA. That path has got a lot of hills and hurdles in it. Um, so anybody who does make that journey, dude, <laughs> congratulations because you went yeah. through hell to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, no question. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll have more. On, so we'll do the U.S. Women's Open next week. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if Burns got his surprise for us next week. And if LB has his clubs, we'll get a yeah. check on all that <laughs> stuff next week. All right, folks, it's off TMB. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluke. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if CEO can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.